announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha this is how it feels to fuck on cocaine. Guns out. No, sun's out, guns out. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Have no fear. The legend thriller is here. I am the heel that seals the deal. The villain stays chilling. The anti-hero of the IWC. The voice of resistance. Your boy, Mr. Rated R. And our third man on the broadcast team. He's the announcer of the L-O-C. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. There you go, there you go. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of L.I. Oh my god. This feels good. I know. We're back. This, uh, <laughs> we're we're back. back. Guys, we didn't break up. We didn't break right. up. We're still tag team partners. Yes, don't All believe right. the dirt sheets. <laughs> don't believe any of the of the, the people that know everything that's happening in wrestling. The Lucha Outsiders are still together. Uh, so we're not going to get somebody to go on like a like a Twitter account to give our side of the story? No, 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 no. Just ask. No, listen, no, no. listen. <laughs> We didn't walk into an office and throw our belts on the table and walk out, all right, on you guys. We are here. Speaking of straight shooter, put my volumes up, Leo. Pew, 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 that's, that's foreshadowing. But we are back as a unit. Outsiders assemble like the what? Avengers. Ah, we like the Avengers now? This is our first show of May of 2022. Nice. What the fuck? We're here. Yeah, and Memorial Day weekend's next week. Go figure that. Oh, oh um, listen, I got a, I got a nice uh, a tie-in. At the end of the show, about <gasps> next week. But we'll leave that to the end of the show, though. All right, all right. Uh, let's start with Leo, because Leo's yeah. been the main yeah. one that's been missing in action. Leo. M.I.A. The old man. Old man. How old? How, well, how old how, I am? 40, 40, 40. Uh, 50. 40. 40! Leo, how how are you, bro? I'm good. I'm good. We're making some changes at the studio. Uh, I'm still waiting for Ryan to come by. A uh, little shot taken. Um, but it's okay. We're making some changes and, and uh, just getting ready for, you know, when we need to do a Lucha Mafia again. So we're good. Ryan, how are you, bro? Yeah, a lot of stuff has been happening with you. Yeah, it has. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm good. I'm busy. I uh, I really have just been going zero you, you've to been, 100. You've been going and going. Not even 100. I'd say like 150 to 200 at this point. You just Damn. landed on Long Island, literally. Yeah, yeah, a few hours ago. That's why we're doing the show so late for everybody who's wondering. Um, you know, we are thankful that you guys are tuning in at 4 p.m. on a Sunday, even though it's hot as hell out in the New York, New Jersey area. We have our drinks here. I'm drinking this new Natty Ice. Uh, okay. It's That's a like- lemonade, a red, white, and blueberry lemonade. I've never seen this before. Nice. But my brother picked it up this weekend, and uh, it's actually really good. So I recommend if uh, anybody okay. wants to look out for these. All right. I'm definitely going to check that out. But So everyone's good. You're oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? That's, I'm good. Kind of busy myself. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to what's going to happen next weekend in a little bit, you know, towards the tail end of the show. But I've been busy, too. Uh, 
you know, Mother's Day weekend passed by a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had to go to a baptism. I got some ink done, you know. Oh, yeah, I, I, did, I did see that. Yeah, so oh, I, yeah. I've been busy myself, but, you know, we're, we're, we're good. We're alive, you know, just uh, pushing forward the best we can, and that's about it. Besides me being miserable Monday through Friday at work, while everything else is happening in the wrestling world, besides that, I'm hanging in there, and we're here. Mario, my goal one of these days on the show is for you to come on here and just be like, Listen, Monday through Friday, man. I just I don't hate life anymore. Life is great. Like I, I'm, I'm not miserable. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work I'm, on that. I'm trying to work on that. Yeah. We were talking about. Oh it the man, I'll, listen, man. <laughs> we we talked about it on on the previous show. Oh. If we could do this like as a shoot job and get oh, paid yeah. Oh, yeah. for what, like we get paid in our shoot jobs, and we to just do this. Oh, yeah. dude, I'll be the happiest fucking guy. Bro. Write oh. write a number on a piece of paper. <laughs> 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 now I know it's a little bit later. You know, we normally do our show when we do Facebook Live. We normally do it in the morning, sometimes like early afternoon. But right now it's about four o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. OK, yes. So with that being said, I'm not going to drink a Red Bull. OK, no, no. But I will say hashtag, hashtag. Red Bull time presents. Hashtag. OK, give me a second. I'm going to drink know. this broken skull lager. OK, that's what I'm drinking. That did not right. sound like a Red Bull. <laughs> Oh, man, if you guys haven't tried it, do yourself a favor. Definitely get pick up a case because it's really, really good, bro. Really good. A little bit on the pricier end, but it's good. A second. Though. Hey, Stone Cold, Stone Cold has to pay for his house. I'll do it. Okay. Broken's his ranch. All right, so the million-dollar question. What are we going to start the show with? Because there's a lot of shit that's happening, okay? We got this walkout, Stephanie McMahon leaving, New Japan feels like New Japan once again. There's some controversy going on in New Japan. MJF's contract. Yeah, MJF's contract situation. AEW has a big pay-per-view next week, but we're going to start off with the walkout. Sasha Banks, Naomi walked out on Monday Night Raw. They were, at the time, the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. So when this happened, apparently they walked out when the show started. So Vince McMahon, depending on what you want to believe uh, from the dirt sheets on which sorts, when they walked out, Vince was at Gorilla already, all right? Uh, so I guess what it boils down to, it was a creative uh, uh, that, that caused the walkout. They weren't feeling the creative. At first it was reported, I forget who reported this, but at first it was reported that Naomi was going to pin Sasha, which... Hey, they're tag team champions. Then it was revealed that Naomi, I believe, was going to pin Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash. And Naomi was going to challenge Bianca Bello for the Raw Women's Championship. And then Sasha over in the SmackDown end was going to challenge Raw and the Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So I think think, I'm going to lean towards that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the actual uh, game plan. And they didn't like it. They demanded uh, specifically Sasha, if you believe the reports. she specifically demanded to see Vince, and I don't know if they met. Some people they're, say that they met. They were confirming that the, they met the first time. Okay. It was the second time that they were having issues with. So they they just couldn't come to an agreement, and it's been reported that they walked into John Laurinaitis' office, put down the belts, and said that they are not valued here, and they walked out. This is not the first walkout or... I'm using quotations here because I have my opinions on it. Uh, signs of unprofessionalism in, in wrestling, okay? It, it's happened before, okay? We could go down the list to your Stone Cold Steve Austin's, to your Charlotte Flair's. This has happened before. I think why this feels like such a big deal is because 
if you follow Sasha's career, this isn't the first time Sasha has an issue with creative. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's been times where, if you want to label it, Sasha hasn't gone her way, whether she throws a quote-unquote temper tantrum or she goes at it with creative. Who knows? You know, we're not there. All, all in all, we still don't know the actual real story yeah. and what really happened here, okay? All we know is that the walkout happened. I got mixed opinions about it. Um, but, Ryan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the, the ball to you. See what I did there since you came <laughs> back from Colorado to watch the Mets game? Um, I'm going to throw the ball to you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, um, gosh, where do I even begin? Uh, there's so many details that are coming out about this every single day. So yes. it's almost as if you don't even know what to believe anymore. I mean, there's there's one report, you know, talking about one direction that they wanted to go in with, you know, one person paying the other. And then there's another thing that says, oh, that wasn't true. It was never meant to be. Um, I don't even know what to believe anymore. But my opinions on the whole situation is pretty much good for Sasha and good for Naomi, uh, you know, knowing their worth, good for them uh, for not backing down from Vince because, you know, not everybody can uh, just walk into Vince's office, have a meeting with him, and then just walk out of the building and yeah. not get fired, okay? Like, they, they, these two didn't even get fired. They got suspended. Uh, we'll see how long that goes for. I don't know when their contracts are up, but there was more reports coming about up about their contract situation. Yep. Um, so it's just like, I don't even know, like uh, to even like talk about this at length. I mean, I don't even like, I just feel like I don't even have all the details, Exactly. but we could talk about our opinions on it, uh, on the situation. Of course, while I don't condone, you know, ever walking out of a, a workplace, you know, especially when you sign a contract and you're under an agreement with a specific company. Um, I just, I don't condone walking out on them. Um, I just, you know, it's very unprofessional. Sure. Mm-hmm. But on the other side too, it's like, well, if you're not happy and you don't feel like you're being valued, mm-hmm. um, you have to know your worth and you have to stand up for yourself. And like you said, this is not the first time this unprofessional behavior has happened in the wrestling business. It's not even the first time it's happened with Sasha Banks either. Okay. She had that little hiatus back in uh, 2019. Yep. Um, after WrestleMania 35, where, you know, even then I still don't even know what happened. Um, but apparently she was upset that they pulled the tag titles off of her and Bailey and then she left and then. She was gone for like four or five months and then ultimately ended up returning. But this situation seems way uglier than that. Um, WWE has gone out and completely buried these two uh, yes. during a press release um, on WWE.com. I think that's the worst commentary. part. Yeah, it's it's an ugly situation for sure. So while I was at the point of like, well, I'll believe this when I see it in terms of like them not coming back to the company. Because we've okay. seen this before where they – you know, Sasha walks out and then she ends up returning. But this time seems so different. And I, I don't know, man, this this situation is ugly. And it just seems like day by day, a new detail comes out. It just gets worse and worse. So I'm really curious to see how this all plays out. There was a video surfacing online of, of Sasha at a Steve, Steve Aoki concert. Yep. Steve yeah. Aoki. Yep. And like living her best life, bro. Yep. Like not even worried in the slightest. So she's not even about stressing it. about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, somebody like her who's a superstar, she's got that same sort of star power as, you know, a Seth Rollins does, as like a Roman Reigns does, where she can do whatever she wants, essentially. You know, they, she doesn't really necessarily need them. They need her. WWE, they needs, Sasha, WWE needs Sasha Banks more than Sasha Banks needs WWE. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. This It's uh, definitely an interesting story. But, um, you know, like I said, I can't blame them in terms of them being 
creatively frustrated and feeling like they're not valued because the tag titles have been a joke ever since yeah. the day they debuted those belts. And um, I mean, really, at this point, Sasha Banks has, has been a multiple time world champion. So has Naomi. Uh, you know, they faced everybody that's there to face. So it's kind of just like, what what's the end game of them being in WWE? Any, what's what's you know? next? Yeah, right. Like, what is next? And I don't know. So. So I was looking at this story while I was progressing throughout the week. Like, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it because it's like I'm looking at it from every direction, right? And that's all we could do because we don't, we don't know the facts of exactly what happened. We're just going by these reports, right? So on one hand, I'm like, man, good for Sasha Naomi because let's be honest, the, tag, the women's tag division, on top of the tag division being a joke, right? Mm-hmm. The women's tag division, WWE, has been even a bigger joke. Like, I was looking down the list of, like, women's tag teams since they introduced these tag championships. The only two tag teams, I feel, in my opinion, that actually mattered were Sasha and Bayley and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. That is it. Those were the only two tag teams that actually mattered when when they held those championships. Besides that, everything has just been, like, Whatever, and I don't. I, this is not a knock on the talent. This is a knock on WWE's poor booking. The women's tag division has been a joke, unfortunately. So I get it. If Naomi and Sasha, they lay out a plan for them and tell them, like, listen, we're going with you guys. We want you to build this tag division, and then all of a sudden they get thrown into this fatal five-way so they could challenge for one of the women's championships. It's like, wait, wait a minute. I thought we were going down this tag team championship run bring relevancy back into these titles and instead you're putting us in separate feuds for what so i don't think it's necessarily sasha throwing a temper tantrum because she has to catch an l it's more because especially because naomi was booked to win the match now whether what she was going to get when she ended up indefinitely facing bianca bella that's a different story but if you're booking these talents for specific direction and then out of nowhere you're just like well you know what we know you're the tag team champions but now we're gonna book you in singles uh in two different singles programs it's like what the fuck what are you guys doing so it, now, so it makes now, no sense do you think because so the reports that were coming out right they were basically they were telling their side of the story where they were just got put together as a random tag team they made it work they had this whole thing uh, built up for them if we're taking both sides right but do you think that Ninety percent of the time, the the WWE just tells them like what they want to hear, just to kind of get them to hey here hold the titles, because again to me it's a false promise at the end of the day, and we've seen that from the WWE this whole time, like hey Dijak you're gonna be this T bar shit, and then you're gonna be okay, you know I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like shitting WWE, but like if you follow the bouncing ball every time you hear one of these released talents go and talk is Jericho, the common thread is like. Hey, they promised me this, and this is what was given to me. So, and you call it, you call it "quote unquote" bitterness or whatever. But if you know, I'm going by the talent's point of view. I'm going with what the talent's saying. Like, I don't see why guys like Keith Lee and Shane Strickland. Why would they lie? What's the point of lying if they're not even with the company anymore? They're yeah. they're somewhere else. So, what's the point of them lying? Okay, so it, it seems like that's unless you're a talent with some pull you're going to get a lot of false promises. Yeah. So I look at it from that direction. And then I look at the other side and look like, well, listen, I, I do love Sasha. I, the way I look at Sasha has always been like up and down. And let me explain. And I've been on record by saying this, so this is nothing new. I thought her NXT run was phenomenal. When she got moved up to the 
quote unquote main roster, I feel like it was a botch, one thousand percent. I feel like even her wrestling, like her, even her wrestling wasn't as at par compared to her stuff that she was doing in NXT. Okay, and then after she took the hiatus, whatever happened after WrestleMania thirty five, that was the one in New York, right, in Jersey, right. Mm-hmm. After I feel like when she came back, she came back better than ever, and I feel like this run has been phenomenal, in my opinion. So do I look at it like, may, hey, maybe Sasha has an ego? I also want to go back to what she said on the Austin Broken Skull Sessions. She says she values and she appreciates everything that's been given to her. But at the same time, she knows her value. To me, that's me. That's, when I hear that, that's like, y'all need, y'all need me more yeah. than I need you guys. Yeah. Sasha's already a brand. If she goes like, you know what? I'm hanging up the, bo- bo- the boots today. She's going on to Hollywood, and she's going to do whatever she wants to do. She's, she'll be fine. Now, Naomi, because we haven't really seen none of these um, actions from Naomi, I feel like Naomi, when it comes to a WWE aspect, she'll be fine. Like, I feel like WWE trying to rebuild that relationship with Naomi will be easier than, than, Sasha. than Sasha, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, going back to what you said... You also, I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining that, like, oh, you know, Sasha's so unprofessional. You just don't walk off the job like that, you know. Oh, like, right. she was complaining because she was, you know, going to be booked in a title match. Listen, at least she cares enough about yes. what she's doing on television and cares enough about the business because she has so much passion for it. But she cares so deeply about what she's doing and what she's involved yeah. in that she's willing to stand up for herself like that because most people you know, in her position would probably just be like, listen, at the end of the day, this is a job. If they want me to go in there and get pinned to Naomi in the main event of Raw, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do it. I'm still getting paid. I'm still in the main event of, of the show. I'm getting, you know, main event money, whatever, however much you get paid to main event of Raw or anything, if it's any more. I don't know if it is. Um, not, not Raw. And the again, premium and live event. <laughs> and then even, like, if she's getting booked into a world title match with Ronda Rousey on a pay-per-view, like, that's huge, right? Like. Yeah. But been there, done that before. She just doesn't feel like that's necessary, and she wants to put the main focus in the, the, to the tag team division, which is what she and Naomi have worked so hard to build up. So you got to appreciate the fact that she cares that much about this business uh, to stand up for herself and to be like, listen, I ain't doing this bullshit. I'm out, you know? Because like I said, most people in that spot would probably kill to be where she was going to be. Like, you know, any other woman like Nikki Cross or uh, Dewdrop or any of the uh, other women who were like all the way down here and not all the way up here, they would have loved to be in the main event of Raw, getting pinned. I don't think they care about that. And then being in a, in a title match with Ronda Rousey on a pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like I said, I appreciate the fact that she cares that much. Um, and, yeah, listen, she knows her worth and, and good for her because you should know your worth. And, and the She's people- very valuable. She's one of the best, if not the best, female uh, wrestlers in the world. Well, I mean, just, just look at the way that they're marketing her. Again, she was in uh, – talking about Sasha, right? She's in the track, the trailer. She's in the flyer. She's in their front page. She's in the opener. So they know more or less that what she's worth. Now, the day-to-day, this is what I think, is that when it gets to this point, I think every person that gets into wrestling is because they want to be creative. They want to tell a story. They want, you know what I mean? They want to feel the crowd. And if you're just going out there as a champion just to kind of like just go through the phase like again, that has to bother you. Now, what they did, the people that are saying that this was unprofessional, that this, that this, it's because they're not in it, right? At the end of the day, the only person that can choose, like we just started here before, if somebody was to tell you, Mario, you could 
literally get paid for doing this, then that's what you get to choose. Do you Sign me do up, it? baby. Sign me up. Do you want to do it for your passion or do you want to do it for the money? Because the money also has a lot to do with it. Let Sasha me, doesn't need it. Let let me, if, right. You know, sidebar, if, if I was involved in this wrestling dirt sheet bubble, Let's I go. would be the antichrist Let's go. when it comes to this, like, reporting dirt sheets or whatever. Because, like, a lot of people, and a lot of people in, in when it comes to this dirt sheet world, they have an agenda, okay? A lot of people have an agendas and they're only focusing on certain things or only focusing on certain promotions and shitting on certain promotions, but yet another promotion that does the exact same thing, they won't talk about it. So, like, a lot of these reporters have agendas, right? There's actually some great ones out there that are that really, really asshole good. Asshole to your agenda. <laughs> but, like, me, I would be calling it down the like straight down the middle like listen if something sucks something sucks like we do on the show like of it course. would be it would be no different from what we do on this show because like we but don't we don't have number. an agenda right we want <laughs> we've always been very vocal yeah. all three of us have been very vocal like listen support all wrestling listen there's a lot of promotions that i support that i don't watch on a week-to-week -week basis yeah. nwa mlw i want them to do great do i watch their weekly product on a weekly basis absolutely not Okay, I, I don't. I don't have the time for it. But do I want no. them to do great? Absolutely. I'll support them 100%. But, like, pero, I just can't watch it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, again, the people that, that are talking about Sasha and Naomi, all they're reading is what's out there and then, like, reacting to it. They haven't been following the brand. They haven't been following exactly what's been doing. You know what I mean? <clears throat> again, and, and they're just getting their information from what somebody else with an agenda is pushing. Again, what we were talking about before, to me, like if there's an issue here between the three of us, we're not going to go on the show and talk shit about it. No. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like that was very like childish. Like I see McMahon just getting in their headset, talk shit about them. Talk shit about how they walked out, that's a, how they left us. That's another thing. They, they, you know, they got fed lines on commentary to, to pretty yeah. much bury Sasha and Naomi. And then on Friday Night SmackDown, they announced this women's tag team tournament. And I'm like, what fucking tag teams do yeah. you guys got? Not only are you releasing so, talent, but there's not even a women's tag division. <laughs> so they were showing like the bracket and it was like two brackets. And, and and there's there's the <laughs> like how well, those belts. Like what them. like what what are the brackets gonna be? Like what four tag teams? <laughs> there, there's no tag division. Yeah. If I was Vince, I'd be roasting marshmallows on those things in my fire pit in the backyard tonight. Well the there's absolutely no need to crown new champions because it's going to be the same Listen, shit. and this is not and when I say this, I'm not burying the talent. It's not their fault. It's the booking. At this point, hey, listen, the Usos are unifying championships. Just throw them on them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> I see what we you all there. knew Jimmy. when they debuted these belts it'd be an absolute disaster. We all knew for some reason they still went ahead with it and uh, here they are now. They got themselves pushed into a corner even if Sasha and Naomi didn't walk out. They still have no tag team division. They, they were nobody to go against. They were better off, to be honest with you, they were better off putting those women's tag titles in NXT and have the NXT yeah. tag team yeah. jump from show to show defending them. Yeah. So let me yeah. ask you let me ask you a question. This whole Kevin Hart uh Coldest Balls interview, when did it come out? This week, last week, a month ago, two months I, ago? Under I'm under the impression that is it was very recent. Okay. Did, because, did you see that, uh, Ryan, where Sasha Banks no. is so Kevin Hart does these series of interviews where they're both like in an ice tub. ice bath, yeah, and like uh, it's an ice I think bath. I saw a picture about it. Oh, okay. And uh, apparently she had Sasha on, and I feel and, and under my I thought it was fairly new. Go go go. So I'm looking. Uh, here it is. It came out five days ago. Okay. Okay. So 
<laughs> Here we go, Leo. Um, so that was five days ago. We're recording on Sunday. So this happened Wednesday. Right? More or less? When this thing came out? Tuesday, Wednesday. And they walked out on Monday, correct? Yes. <sighs> yeah, so it was after. So I read a report. Again, I saw it online. I read a report that said that this was a work. I don't believe it's a work. No way. No, no, no. But but what I mean is this. If there's any point, right? And to, again, to the people that think that this is a work, it could be. We don't know. But again, we're just speculating here. But I think it was the great time for Sasha to decide, hey, we're walking out. Because again, why would the WWE put the title on her? Is because whenever somebody would look for Sasha Banks, it would show her as the current champion. People don't need to know that it's a tag team. Again, it just needs to show that she holds the belt. Now, it was the great time for her to do that, to walk away, because as I can see here, this is the start of their new season of Hot as Balls. So. It was also reported, too. There were two different yeah, reports. Yeah. I don't know if, Ryan, you saw this, but one report said that nobody was back in Sasha Banks or Naomi, This and a lot of the heat was towards Sasha Banks. But then another report came out later on this week saying, like, no. Most of the talent, even talent that Sasha Banks has had issues with, are backing Sasha Banks and Naomi for what they did. Yeah, see, like, that that's the stuff that I don't pay attention to yeah. in the media. When, when they talk about, oh, everybody backstage is furious. Everybody backstage has this opinion. This, I mean, like, first of all, like, I know, like, the Sean Ross apps and stuff. Like, they, they're pretty accurate when it comes to certain things like this. But this is just what I try and stay away from because it's just so silly, you know? Oh, they oh, they they don't support her. Who gives a shit, you know? Right. Like, I, I mean, it's so... But, but, but it, it goes it goes so back childish. to, like, we all knew exactly what happened, like, five minutes after they walked out. Right. Because, I mean, and, and you're more on Twitter than we are, Ryan. So I'm pretty sure, like, five minutes after it happened, Twitter was just blowing up. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, like, I was watching... Well, I was watching um, something else, and then, like, I... I had seen that like the main event was going to be the six six women match, yeah. And then um, like one of my buddies in our Twitter group chat sent like uh, the main event is like Sa- I mean not Sasha, um, Becky, Becky and Oscar and Oscar. Oh, and then I was like, wait, what happened? What happened to the six women match? Yeah. But then, I don't know. Like to me, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Maybe they just changed it. Like that's what they do. Vince rips up scripts all the time. Um, but then like then I started seeing like oh Sasha walked out. I'm like oh. oh. Oh, now, okay. now, now this is a All story. Right. This is a yeah, story. Now, now I'm now I'm interested in this. Um, and then did did he did they say it on the actual program? On Monday? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, they did. Co- um, so so they did something weird. So you see a backstage between Becky and I can't and I think I'm um, Adam Pierce, right? And mid promo, yeah. Becky's talking to Adam Pierce, and they cut to commercial. When they come back, commentary goes like Sasha and Naomi walked out in a sign of unprofessionalism. And then they cut to this backstage segment where Becky and Adam Pierce are discussing, like, hey, they walked out. You should just hand me the number one contendership. And then Adam Pierce said, like, no, we're going to do this one-on-one match between you and Asuka to crown the new number one contender. So it's just... I did not see that. Um, listen, if you blinked, you would have missed it because I will scratch yeah. my head. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't making sense at the time. I thought it was going to be an angle. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, like, the way Becky... Cut the promo. I'm thinking like, oh, maybe Becky like has like a heater or something, and they attack Sasha and Naomi. I'm thinking like so many different yeah, directions. Right, right. Why, why wouldn't right. you think that? And then yeah. next thing you know, I'm seeing fucking social media. And then what makes matters like 
I guess worse in this case is like WWE cuts a press release saying like, "Hey, yeah. this is a scripted show. Our performers are supposed to do this," yeah. and how they worded it. It's like they need. I don't remember them doing that for Stone Cold when he walked out. They didn't out. do that. I mean, recently Tony Storm walked out. Right. Jeff Hardy walked out. And that's out. another thing too. Like we have all these wrestlers, and that and that's like the toxicity of wrestling and wrestling uh, in the IWC, right? They pick and choose who they want to shit on, right? So I saw yeah. like a, I won't say a lot, but I did see a good amount of people shitting on Naomi and Sasha. Yet you didn't shit on Tony Storm when she walked out. You didn't shit on Jeff Hardy when he walked out. Like you didn't shit on Charlotte when the whole belt situation. Like we we we've seen stuff like this before, right? But we're gonna pick and choose who we want to like like shit on. Like I understand if you have mixed feelings about it, that's clean. But don't go out of your way and be like malicious and negative towards the talent. You're not in their fucking shoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, they can do whatever they want. They, especially Sasha, she's got all the power in the world. Again, like you said, she's on all these different, you know, shows and different things. Like you said, with Kevin Hart, and then uh, she's at the Steve Aoki concert, and then she's on. She's the, transcended uh, wrestling. She's gone past yeah, wrestling I mean, she, now. She's it, on Star Wars. And, like, and complete like, and complete sidebar. Complete complete sidebar. That little video clip of her at the Steve Aoki show. She looks great. Okay. Okay. She looked. Hello. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I Me. Mean, yeah. Hello, supermarket. <laughs> I just. I just had to Sorry. throw that out there. Just saying. She looked great. Dale. <laughs> I never Always seen does. someone look as sexy as drinking a water bottle as much as Sasha Banks. <laughs> I just got to throw that out. Now there. I got to go and look for it. Yeah. Okay. Sasha Banks. <laughs> All right. Speaking of <laughs> taking their ball and going home. Ah. Who? Sam. What? Stephanie McMahon. Oh, come on, Stephanie. She decided to take a leave of absence, and this is another thing that kind of like. I guess, like, shocked the wrestling world. Apparently, it's been reported by PW Insider, and I believe Fightful, she's taking a leave of absence due to family reasons. So that had everybody questioning what's going on. Um, is Triple H not okay? But apparently, Triple H is back in full duty yeah. when it comes to WWE. Yeah. So it's not that. Is there? People started speculating. PW Torch, uh, Wade Keller, uh, put something out, I believe, I don't know if it was this morning or late last night, saying, like, something is going on where... He he didn't go. Something's going on that's personal, and that's the reason why Stephanie is taking this leave. Divorce. I don't know what that means. Divorce, but Stephanie's taking a leave. Um, this is a person very hardworking, just like her father. Uh, I don't know what this is gonna do for wrestling culture when it comes to the WWE world, but apparently everybody from her coworkers to people that work under Stephanie McMahon. We're quite shocked of her taking this leave. And guess who's coming in and sliding into her position? And that's the almighty Nick Khan. Oh, yeah, the con man from Connecticut. Um, yeah, this is pretty surprising news. Um, Stephanie, like you said, she's got a, she's had her hand in a lot of different projects for WWE. Um, she's all over the place. So more so off camera, on the outside, doing community relations and, and um, women you know, empowerment, like conventions and things like that. I always see her at these like random things, like representing WWE. Uh, she's one hardworking woman and I hope everything's okay. I, I do too. Really, I do actually too. really do like Stephanie. I, I like Stephanie a people, too. A lot of people don't like her, but like I've met her and triple H on two different occasions and yeah, right. I understand I'm paying money. So yeah. Okay. They gotta be nice. But like you could, you could tell when somebody's being genuinely nice yes. and when somebody's like faking it, and man, like she just could not have been any nicer, any cooler, any more down to earth. Um, so I never have anything bad to say about Stephanie. So I really do like her, and I really hope um, everything's okay. It's great news to hear the Triple H is back full time, one hundred percent. 
Uh, maybe they just wanted somebody there for their daughters uh, now at this point yeah. in their lives. Yeah, that could I don't be know. it too. I hope, yep. I hope it's just something as simple as that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is something that you know, I guess nobody really thought would would happen, right? Because again, she's so in, heavily involved, and we've seen Shane, you know, take leaves mm-hmm. multiple times leaving the company. But Stephanie was never that type of person. She right. was always she was like, always there. Know, right, right. So it's it's a little surprising, but um, yeah, I I hope everything's all right. Like it, I said. Is, I, what are the chances? And I'm being funny here. I'm not being serious. But what are the chances? <laughs> Ryan's already laughing. What are the chances that they end up giving the position the chief brand officer and make it the chief brandy officer? Brandy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Book it. Okay. Because listen, let, let's be honest here. I love Brandy Rose, but she's Stephanie McMahon to Jace. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen, if that happens, Cody Rhodes is buying WWE one thousand percent. Okay, then, he, oh then he's God. gonna sign it over to Tony Khan. No, 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 no. too far, too oh, far, too far, too far, too far. Fantasy booking, baby. Sorry. Too far. No, no, no. I'm joking here. I, I'm with you one hundred ten percent. I'm, I'm never met Stephanie or Triple H, but to me, they they seem like great people. Uh, I'm glad that you had a good experience with them where they seem genuine, and I do hope everything is okay. I know sometimes us as wrestling fans, we go down like the rumor mill, like yeah, there's something more going on there or whatever. I just want, health-wise, I want Triple H to be okay, and then whatever's going on with Stephanie where she's taking the leave, I just hope everything's okay, and she ends up coming back. Yeah, and she, no, this is, somebody's writing in the chat, Steph is pregnant. I don't think she's pregnant, so. <laughs> I don't think she's pregnant either. No, come on, I mean, guys. If that was the case, I think she would just announce that she's pregnant instead of just yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, no, so. we also have to remember that McMahon always liked to play these, these rumor mills. And, and you know what I mean? Because, like, again, at the end of the day, wrestling is, 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 is from a carnival. Wrestling is a carny thing. So if you get people talking, they're still talking about your product. They certainly are not going to be talking about the product that's on screen. Because tell me one of the one of the best storylines is going on right now. The bloodline. That's it. Uh, that's a great transition, Leo. That's, a, that's what I'm here. That's, that, what I'm here that's a great transition. But what I'm saying that that's, again, do you, can you tell me any other storyline that's going on right now in WWE? Cody in Rhodes. The, okay, but uh, okay, that's any, listen. Anything Cody Rhodes does, I'm I'm subscribe one thousand percent. No, but okay. okay. So, but that, that's you, where you, you go ahead. You have right. a countdown to Cody Clock. Right now, listen for the people. Hold on, that, that oh, you just opened vamos, up a can vamos, of worms. Vamos. For the people that thought Cody Rhodes was going to get buried and turn <laughs> yep. into stardust a month yep. within his debut, I got the yep. biggest. Congratulations, you played yourself. You guys are the definition of fucking peckerheads. This guy got a countdown clock on Monday Night Raw for no apparent reason. His entrance alone, it's like a commercial break. Yeah. Within the commercial break. Yeah. Okay. They they've been doing this for weeks though, where they have been announcing the time that Cody is going to appear on the show. They don't. They they just started the countdown clock this past week, but the uh, previous two weeks they did like, oh, Cody's match will be at nine p.m. or they like tweeted it out like Cody will be on at ten o'clock. Like, geez, like they really don't want you to miss Cody, huh? They, and they, they don't do that for any. WWE is all in. There. On Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I see what okay? you did there. <laughs> All in. I saw what you did there. All in. 1,000%. <laughs> but back to, so back to the bloodline. We got a big title change. That's uh, a title unification match uh, that we got on Friday Night SmackDown. Did they get buried, though? No. The Usos captured the Raw Tag Team Champions Championship. So now they're the unified 
or the uni- or the new Universal Tag Team Champions, the Usos. Listen, man, the blo- the bloodline is where it's at. Um, we saw some bitch ass kids in the audience crying and, and just <laughs> turning away. I know you. Okay, <laughs> I, I I popped for that, but <laughs> listen, the Usos, bro, the Usos, the bloodline, everything Rome is doing, it's great, man. I'm listen. Oh. I see some people online no, that are getting a little bit turned off by like the dominance of the bloodline. I'm not one of them, dude. Bad. I am bad. not one of them whatsoever. I, I'm dude because I'm happy. Badass, I'm happy with what they're doing. I think it's the right call to unify the tag team championships. I could make the argument of separating both world titles, but when it comes to the tag team division, it's right to unify them. You you needed to unify them, and the Usos. Why not? Why not? What, what do you think? Is- it was gonna go. It was gonna go back. It was gonna go to RK Bro. There's no way, especially with how dominant the bloodline is. There's no way. But but is that what they're doing though? Is is it going to be one set of tag titles? Is that are they actually unifying them, or are they just going to hold these two belts for a few weeks, few months, whatever the case may be, just so they can come out with two belts like Roman has two belts, and then eventually it's going to split again? Like that's what I'm not mm. convinced about, and I, I don't I haven't read up on this. Um, I'll be completely honest with you, I have not really been watching. Well, I don't really watch SmackDown regardless, but. I know that they were supposed to do this match at the pay-per-view. Right. And they canceled that out. I actually had no clue this match was happening on a random SmackDown until this past Friday. And, again, I didn't watch because I was away. But, like, when I saw the graphic and I'm like, oh, this is happening tonight? I was like, that's really random. Um, but, like, again, my first thought is, are they actually unifying them? Because, again, we got excited when Roman won the two belts. But then all the reports came out. That and, and we still don't even. Split and, them up and, we, and we still don't even know what, like. So they're announcing it as like the undisputed universal uh, heavyweight champion, right? Like that, I think that's like the title they give Roman. But we still are not really sure. Like, what if like it comes down to a point where Cody goes like, "I want to challenge you for that title." You get what I'm saying? Like, not that one. I want that one. Like and like how like, but then that you know like that's just stupid to me. Like that just makes it seem like he cares about one more than the other when like both should be, at, like the same level they should both be prestigious and it kind of just buries the other one you know what i mean like i i don't know it's so weird to me and like i know like there's been theories of like oh like roman can lose the wwe one but as long as he holds on to the universal one you realize roman reigns has not been pinned in like god like that's why they need to do days. like what you, and they're gonna ruin that now that's why they to need take to a belt off of him? if they want to go to the direction of taking a belt off him they have to go through a multi-man route and yeah. have someone else pin for that specific championship. And it has to be the world title, not the universal. Because, like, I know there's – and they're in the minority, okay? They're in the minority, the people that are like, oh, I'm getting tired of Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I, like him too. I want <laughs> Roman Reigns Belly. to hold that universal title for, like, another three years. Like You want it to hold it forever. I, I want him to have, like, a Bruno San Martino run, Okay. <laughs> Well, that's what I want. Uh, yeah, at this rate, I mean, honestly, who else is more is deserving? Until they start building people up, and I'm who, with you. Who's I mean, the only one they could take it away from him? Well, we're not going that. You're jumping ahead, Leo, and I'm not going to even announce that name. But that's why I'm keeping my mouth. So shut. what they're doing? So it's been reported. Also, I think it was Fightful. Maybe, maybe it was Fightful, or maybe it was PW Torch. I, I forget. But it's been reported for the next three Roman opponents is Matt Riddle, Randy Orton. Drew McIntyre. So if we had to take a guess, Drew McIntyre, I'm assuming it's going to be for that UK pay-per-view, Randy Orton probably SummerSlam, and then Money in the Bank would be Matt Riddle. 
There's no Cody Rhodes mentioned in none of those. Yeah. yeah. It's just what, do, what do we do here, Ryan? What do we do? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, Cody is talking about the world title every single week. Not the universal, the world title. Right, and he's doing that in promos. He's doing that in backstage segments. He's 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 doing the, the belt hand gesture. Like, if he's not going to get a shot at Roman in the next few months, I mean, listen, I think they should hold off on it, me personally, because, like, it just – it would feel too forced that they did it like in a month. You know, he's only been back for a little bit. Like I, I feel like you build that up a little bit. Maybe next year's WrestleMania. But the fact that he's already talking about winning the world title every single week—it's like, what is he going to do in the meantime? Then, like realistically speaking, he beats Seth Rollins at at Hell in a Cell. Who does he feud with after that? Like, I, dude, I don't know where he fits into this. They they could tell an interesting story between Roman and Cody where Cody always gets screwed, you know? They could tell a very interesting story. Gets screwed in, in, in a way where he wants a title match, but Roman doesn't give it to him? or In, in that fight. way, or hypothetically, like, he wins money in the bank, he does the cash, and he announced the cash, and it leads to, like, a paper or whatever, and somehow he gets screwed with, like, interference or whatever. Because, like, it, it puts heat back on Roman. Continues putting yeah. heat on Roman, and then you have more sympathy for Cody. Or they could go to another direction, too. Because the question is, like, are we getting The Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania 39. Are we getting that? We're not sure yet. My, my feeling is, if we don't get The Rock and Roman for WrestleMania 39, there's no other match besides Cody and Roman. That should be, yeah. that should be it. I mean, we, in my opinion, I want Cody. I'm I, one of those guys where I'd vote for Cody and Roman. What if, what if we get Roman and Rock and they pull like a Seth Rollins at us and Cody cashes in? See, like, so I I am against Cody cashing in, winning Money in the Bank and cashing in uh, through a sneak attack. Because it takes away his... from the moment. It takes away from yeah, the moment. Yeah. You mean, want the, Cody Rhodes to that, win clean, and I, and I agree that, with you 1,000%. Yeah. I mean, that moment, he's talked about how he wants to hand it to his mother because obviously he can't hand the belt to Dusty. That's going to be such a historic, legendary moment. You don't want it to be something as lame. And I, and I, listen, I think cash-ins are, are fun. They're cool. I, I I love them. But in this case, it would be lame. Right. I agree. Have Cody cash in. I agree. This way, and also too, he's not. I don't know. I always like the sneak attack to be a heel cashing right. in, like not Seth necessarily Rollins. a baby face. Like Seth. Um, that's just me. But yeah, listen. I, but also too, since we're talking about Money in the Bank, did you happen to catch? Yeah, I guess it was at the last pay per view. Yep. Um. When Cody said yep. that when you win the Money in the Bank, you main event WrestleMania. And everybody's like, wow, Cody's an idiot. No, you don't. That's the rumble. There's a reason why he said that, okay? They didn't just air that promo with him saying that if it was a screw-up, okay? And obviously, Cody ain't dumb. And WWE's Not only dumb. that, but, like, you also, like, to me as a wrestling fan, because we're subscribed to all this shit, there's a couple Easter eggs in that. Like, first of all, they're in Vegas, all right? Vegas, mm. double or nothing. They're sister yeah, with AEW. Yeah. He goes like, you know, uh, he said something like, oh, I'm, I'm cashing it all in or putting it all in. And he's like, why would you go against me? And then he has like a smirk. Like, come on. Like, yeah. I know what you're, I like, know he, what you're emphasizing with that. Like, I know what you're doing, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking at the camera. <laughs> hey, he just, hey, he smiles at the camera, but he does it in a way like, only like us would understand, right? Right. Not, it's like if you know, you know. You're right. You if know, you know, you know. Yeah. Right. But yeah, because um, yeah, they listen. There's been so so many reports about that Money in the Bank promo. Like, oh, it was a mistake. This is that. There's no way that was a mistake. No. no way. No. I mean, they aired it again on Raw, 
I believe, the following time. Yes, they did. If it was a mistake, they would not have aired it again. It's yep. not a mistake. I have a feeling that, and God, <laughs> I mean, with WWE, I mean, they can't tell stories for more than, you know, Vince doesn't know how to do long-term storytelling if his life depended on it. So I don't know how this is going to work. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's out of the question for them to kind of change up the money in the bank stipulation. Maybe it's just for this year. Maybe it's permanently. I don't know. But for it to just be like a chip to cash in for a world title shot. And then you get the Rumble winner to still have a world title match. But maybe it's just against like, it's, it's just say if a Raw guy wins or a SmackDown guy wins, you have to go for that champion or something. I don't know. But that's what I, I mean. No but that, but that since Roman holds both titles, in right. theory, he would have to drop one right. of them. Meaning, and... See, but that see, there's so many, there's so many different directions. Like in theory, if there's any title that Roman should drop, it should be the world, not the universal, right? Yeah. But then the money match technically should be Cody and Roman. But I don't see Cody challenging the universal title. He will challenge whoever's the world title champion. Right, right. right. And that, so then, yeah, that big money Cody and Roman match doesn't happen. Yeah. So that dude, I know, I have no freaking clue. Uh, you know, my thing is when like you I, see I, you see Ryan fucking staying yeah. up at, like yeah. like at two in the morning. He has like a white like board, yeah. and what? he's like he's like writing all these different theories with and the, shit. With the all stressed out, drinking yeah, like, Red Bulls, circles, <laughs> like you know, yeah, yeah. all these like diaphragms and shit. A whole yeah, bunch yeah. of question marks. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's like, I think Dude. I figured it out, guys. <laughs> and then Vince throws another wrench. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god! Right. Oh. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put the arrow again going back the other way because Vince did this. Oh my yeah, god. Listen, I don't know, but I have a feeling that's telling in a, in, in some way, and that's going to lead lead us to, you know, I guess have some sort of inkling of where Cody fits into this. Right. Um, so I think money in the bank is is big, but yeah, I mean I don't know. And even if so, even if the, he wins money in the bank and that's an automatic um a world title match at WrestleMania. Well, then why the fr- why the hell are you waiting that long? Yeah, Money in the Bank is in July. Why are you gonna wait until next April to have a world title match? Right. That to me is ridiculous. What no. is he gonna do in the meantime? That's right. absolutely ridiculous. Right. No, I agree one thousand percent. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I, I don't know. I uh, will wait and see. Okay. So New Japan. We haven't talked about New Japan in a while, but man, within this last month, it feels like the New Japan of old, bro. Mm-hmm. Bullet Club is back on top. They're fucking collecting championships. Yo, man, like, I'm subscribed to all this. The best of the Super Juniors are happening. You have a mixture of New Japan and AEW and Impact. It's all great. I'm subscribed. I love it. But with all this great stuff happening, Kota Ibushi throws a monkey wrench in all of it. And he goes fucking rogue on Twitter and just starts dropping live bombs and New Japan, like, officials and management and accusing people of abuse and mistreatment and all this other stuff. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? I do want to point out, though, before we, go, before we get into it, I do want to point out, let's not act like the Ibushi-New Japan relationship has always been squeaky clean because yeah. it hasn't been. There's always been issues there. I, I don't know what's going on here. I really don't. I don't know if there's if there is some uh, substance to what Abushi is like claiming or saying, or if Abushi, I don't. I don't want to accuse the guy, but if Abushi's just like going rogue and just like, you know, he's just not liking the treatment he's got in there. I, I, I don't know what to think. But to me, I, I kind of just like look at it like, okay, the WWE when people walk out, are they in the believing? 
it's like, okay, we're, we're getting rid of you because of budget cuts, which makes no sense because they're making the most money they've ever made. Or it's like, hey, I have issues with management, creative, we're going to just let you go, or I'm asking for my release, okay? In this case, people keep on doing business with New Japan. People keep resigning like a Juice Robinson that fucking trolled everyone and said, like, hey, listen, I'm not going to resign with New Japan. Next, you know, he fucking resigns. He joins the Bullet Club, and guess what? Juice Robinson, now there's, like, interest in Juice Robinson, like... And likes that we've never seen before. You know what I'm saying? Because he's throwing up the Sue Sweet, yeah. part of Bullet Club, United States champion, okay? People keep resigning with the promotion. So what's going on here? Is there some substance to what Abushi is claiming? Or is Abushi just poking the stick and poking the bear and he doesn't have like any substance to his claims? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I I literally did not really follow this story at all until you reached out to me and like was like, "Yo, like, are, are you, you wa- are you watching this?" Yeah, and I'm like, "No, I'm like, what are you talking about?" Um, and then I'm like trying to follow it. It's very hard because you know you got to translate a bunch of his tweets and stuff. Right. But you did send me that thread of like where the guy was like explaining like kind right. of like, um, you know, where like Abushi was coming from and and all those things like that. Um, but even still, like ever since I, I read that thread, I have not followed up on the story. I don't even know if there was any follow up on it. But you're 100 percent right. I mean, listen, like why? Like you just before he started speaking out like this, you'd never heard anything about right. New Japan, the management there, um, Okada, Tanahashi. I mean, they've been like everybody. Everybody talks it. great about New Japan. Yeah. Not only Jay the White, Japanese talent, but the the Gaijin talent, the Good Brothers. Like everybody talked great about right. New Japan. Well, Osprey just went on record recently saying, like, hey, listen, I don't want to go to WWE. I want to just stay in New Japan. Yeah, fine. Jay, Jay White seems happy there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, Juice, um, like it's Tamatanga, a guy like him, he's re-signed on multiple right. occasions. Chase Owens, that guy. Yeah. Again, I know these guys are like and yeah, Tama- whatever, and guys like, like the Tongue and Tamatanga and Tangaloa. It's not like, hey, I, hey, I want this Bullet Club money, brother. No, they're not even part of Bullet Club, and they stay with New Japan. They've literally been there forever, and I don't see them really ever going anywhere else. To be honest with you, I think this, you know, they and they love being there. Right. So yeah, it, that's definitely a. It's it's a it's, it's a weird situation for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where this would stem from. Like you said, maybe it's just Ibushi has had his own issues, and again, we don't know what he's been through. So I'm not saying he's a liar or anything like that. Right. I mean, again, why would you do this? Like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know? Um, it just doesn't seem like it's there's a reason for it, you know? Um, but again, maybe he went through an experience that he was unhappy about, and he's speaking his mind. And like you said, the the relationship. Between them has always been rocky. You know, he's left on numerous occasions before. He's always ended up coming back. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see what happens with him. I know he's still out with an injury, so it's not like we're going to see him anytime soon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Right now, I'm not really reading too much into it because, again, unless you got other people coming out and saying the same things that he does, maybe there's nothing there. I don't know. And this, is goes, this goes back to what I said about months ago, almost close to a year when he was holding both titles and he was unified. Abushi's a piece of shit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just putting a little, you know, just being throwing a little joke ski out there. I do want Abushi to be okay. Um, it just seems, it, it's very weird to me seeing these people resign. And like a guy like Rocky Romero, right? He's part of New Japan ma- management. You know, you could credit him. Part of the reason why we're seeing this Forbidden Door happening, especially with like AEW and Impact. I'm sure like he played a factor in mend- mending all these bridges, right? You know, because Rocky Romero, you know, not only is he in the office, but he's like the li- liaison, right? Because he's the gaijin, right? Making all these calls, getting everybody together, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just... We don't know Bushi's story, okay? 
but it just seems to me like I just don't see New Japan being a toxic environment. I don't. And listen, we don't know because we're not there. Okay, it could be. Right. Who knows? But especially when you see all these talents resign there and stay there and picking, hey, I want to stay in New Japan instead of getting this WWE money. I don't know, man. That that says a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. I, again, unless more people start coming out and saying the same things that he's saying, I'm not going to really believe that there's any issues there. Uh, you know, like deep, deep things to, to be concerned about because it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there is anything there. And again, I don't, I don't want to say that for sure. Right. You know, right. Cause I, we, I have no we, idea. We don't know. Um, but again, things seem to be going pretty well with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, listen, New Japan's know. on an upswing, man. I've, I've seen a lot yeah. of it. Listen, best of the super juniors is happening right now. You know, bullet club is back on top. Like a lot of great stuff is happening in Japan. We got the forbidden door show happening in June. So, Listen, man, New Japan's on an upswing right now. I see a lot of people talking about New Japan. They're excited about the best of the Super Juniors. They're going to imagine what the G1 climax is going to be. Are we going to see some impact AEW talent involved there? You know, uh, I think New Japan's in a good place right now. Yeah, yeah, finally. It's about time, man. I've, I've uh, That that Dontaku show mm-hmm. at the uh, Pepe Dome. Yeah, it was great. It uh, was huge. And I did not watch it live, of course, um, but... You know, I saw all the, you know, uh, results and, and all the buzz coming out mm-hmm. of that show, especially with the Bullet Club. They dominated that show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it felt like New Japan of, of know, old, of yeah. old like, yeah. like pre-pandemic New yeah. Japan. And yeah. that's what we've been waiting for them to get back to. So, hey, it's it's great to see them kind of go in that direction. Uh, I have not really kept up with the best of the Super Juniors, but I'm excited about new new fresh blood in there, yeah. like an Alex Zane and like an Ace Austin, like a Wheeler Yuta. Yep. It seems like they're they're having killer matches over there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, unfortunately, I just haven't had the time right. to uh, watch any of it. I, I've seen some highlights <laughs> and clips on Inst- on uh, Twitter, the New Japan Post. But um, yeah, man, like I said, it's it's got to get back to where it was. It's been <clears throat> way too long since we've had that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely... I- I'll tell you what, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up for Dominion, bro. I'm excited for Dominion yeah, this year. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. I think that's the next big show, and it looks pretty good. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think there's a possibility of me doing that as well. Yeah. Because, I, 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 you know, I miss. I miss waking up. Yeah, me too, me. bro. It like, it, it would be a struggle. You would wake up and be like, oh, yeah. shit. But then once you're watching it, you're like, fuck, man. This is great. You know, my favorite part was always like, oh, man, during the main event, like, I'm falling asleep. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I can't wait for this to be over so I can, like, go back to bed. And then, like, the match is so damn good, and, like, the post-match is, like, sick, and the post-match comments get you hyped, and then all of a sudden, you're, I'm, like, wired. I'm, like, up. I'm, right. Like, I'm wide awake. I'm, like, shit. Why? I've been waiting to go back to bed, and, and I can't because I'm just so excited right. for what I just watched. So, Dude, uh, man. Yeah, it's just... I, was, was I remember where uh, the Dominion a couple years ago with Kenny Omega defeated Okada for the world title. I remember watching that and just staying up. I was like, man, I was like, why? I was drinking like a monster and then like a wait yeah. like another hour, drink another one, you know, just to stay up, man. By the time that show was over, yeah, I was tired, but I was still so fucking excited and why that fucking Kenny Omega finally won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I was just so fucking excited. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. It's an unreal feeling, like I said. You don't really feel that from pro wrestling right. a lot nowadays. So you have right. to save every moment that you can get of that. So yeah, like I said, I, I hope we get that. Hey, maybe at Dominion we get that with Jay White winning the. Oh the, man, the, that's, that's what I hope for. I, I'm hoping to. I'm hoping for. All right, Conrad, Conrad Thompson, he announced Starcast Five, but this time. He's doing his SummerSlam weekend, and I think this is great news for for Conrad bringing the Starcast brand back to life. Uh, you know, kind of piggybacking with SummerSlam weekend in Nashville. Good for them, man! And they made a big announcement as well. 
Not only are you going to get live shows, I think they're going to do like a Ric Flair roast and some other stuff. I think Bret Hart's going to also do a, 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 a kind of like a watch along with the, the British Bulldog match from SummerSlam. Uh, they also announced Ric Flair's having his last match. And it's going to be uh, a one and done for uh, Jim Crockett promotions. Okay. Now, I have my thoughts about the Ric Flair's last match. But overall, I think this is great news for the Starcast brand, just bringing this back to life. And like, think about it like this. You have your WrestleCon that's always attached to WrestleMania, okay? You have, in previous incarnations for like All In and All Out, you had Starcast involved with that, okay? And then you have like Wrestle K that happens like in the fall for like Thanksgiving weekend, okay? Um, you have all these different conventions. You really never had a convention that was tied in with SummerSlam. Now you have one. I think business-wise, this is a smart decision for Conrad. Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, he's just got to stop saying that he's never doing StarCast again because he said that on, like, two different occasions right. already, and he's brought it back twice already now. Mm -hmm. So can he just stop saying that he's never going to do another one? Like, listen, I know it, it, it probably won't be a consistent thing because I know that they've had trouble uh, with money and, and stuff. It, it, it's, it costs a lot to, to rent out wherever they're going to hold these conventions and to get all these people in there and to, and to do these shows and stuff like that. But um, listen, Starcast has been great. I really, I, I think it's a great thing. Um, I've been to a few of them in Chicago for all that weekend. And I thought they were really, really good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty expensive, um, but you know, it's, it's a wrestling convention and you know, WrestleCon is probably the best one out there. Starcast is not far behind it. Um, and it's cool to see them bring it back. Mm -hmm. Not for an AEW necessarily, but it doesn't matter. You right. know, Nashville is going to be popping for SummerSlam. That's, that's a, Great, great destination place for everybody to travel to for SummerSlam. Uh, Nashville seems like a great city, a great little town. Um, and, yeah, I think it's smart business. So I think it's cool. Um, and, yeah, it's just great to see StarCast back. And I hope he just continues to do this because, you know, we need some wrestling conventions like this, man. Like, I, like you know, I, it's, it's great for wrestling fans. I, I think StarCast being like the them piggy banking, like, off of SummerSlam, I think that's the way to go because for SummerSlam weekend, there's nothing there. I mean, you have other shows right. that around the area that does stuff. Like, they now officially, right, they did announce, GCW did announce that, hey, they were going to run two shows, I believe, for Star, uh, for SummerSlam weekend. But now they're, they're doing the tie-in with StarCast. So now they're under the StarCast banner. I feel like it's smart. Like, I think it's, this is the perfect placement for StarCast if they just piggyback off of SummerSlam every single year. Yeah, because, I mean, um, AEW seems to be doing their own meet and greets right. for their own pay-per-view weekends now. Um, even though it's still early, um, you know, WWE can still do an access, but they haven't done an access in a, in a long time. So this is, a, this is smart for Conrad to go in there and be like, well, people are going to be traveling for WWE anyways. Uh, maybe more people travel for WWE as opposed to AEW too, so that could even be an, uh, another reason too. He thinks he can get more money or get more people to attend. I don't know. Um, but yeah, without any meet and greets happening specifically for WWE, maybe you just thought, listen, we'll be the, the destination for wrestling meet and greets and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's cool. I really do. Um, I'd like to head out to Nashville for that weekend for SummerSlam. Um, I don't know necessarily if I do Starcast cause like I said, it's pretty expensive, but like, unless you're really dying to meet a specific person to, to buy like a package with a bracelet and all that stuff, it's, it gets a little pricey. And I think I'm a little bit like past the overpaying for meet and greets at this point. I've on all of it over the years um but for people who are planning on to attend and they've never been i definitely recommend checking out starcast because uh, it, it's a pretty cool experience i'm also interested 
of uh, doing SummerSlam this year, depending on what kind of card we get. And I would definitely would just fly out there for the weekend as well. Like, it would just yeah. be, I would get there Saturday, and if I could leave by Sunday night or Monday morning, that's what I would be doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, I don't even know if, it, if for me, if it's going to depend on the card. It's probably just going to depend, depend on the financial situation, if I can get off and stuff like that. Um, I just really want to go to Nashville because... Yeah, man, I've never like been to Nashville cool, either. It seems like you know, a party city. It seems like, yeah. it seems like New Orleans adjacent. It seems it seems like a cleaner, nicer New Orleans. <laughs> so I definitely want to experience that. All right, let's uh, move on to some AEW stuff. MJF, your 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 guy from Long Island, okay? He's been in the dirt sheets more than ever, and not because he said anything controversial, not because he he attacked, you know, said some mean shit to a kid. No, because he's been very vocal about his contract situation. Right off the bat, do you think it's a work or a shoot? Oof. I think it's a shoot, man. I really do. Um, I mean, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a work just because of how, like, weird it is for him to come out and vocalize everything he's said, and he's still got two years left on this contract. Mm -hmm. It's not like his contract's expiring at the end of this year or anything like that. This is in two years. We're talking about 2024. The fact that he keeps talking about it, I think it's a shoot, but um, listen, I, I don't. It seems pretty ugly if it's a shoot. I mean, Tony Khan doesn't seem happy with him going out publicly and just blasting the company and saying, you know, oh, he's not happy with his uh, contract. If they don't give him more money, he'll leave. He'll go work for Vince. I mean, do I see that happening? I find that really hard to see that happening. But at the same time, if MJF truly just cares about money, and doesn't care about, like, his scripted promos or anything like that, then, yeah, who's to say he wouldn't just go to WWE? Cody Rhodes did it. I don't think it's out of the question at all. And you uh, just mentioned the key right there. Cody Rhodes is dead, did it. And we yeah. all know that Cody Rhodes and MJF, regardless of what we saw in AEW programming, they are legit friends, okay? Yeah. I think Cody Rhodes would be the bridge to a lot of these AEW talent that ain't necessarily happy in AEW that could be like, you know what? Cody Rhodes made it in WWE, and... Believe it or not, this might shock some of you, but I feel like MJF would work in the WWE. I think he would make it work for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw somebody post on Twitter the other day. And again, this was just somebody just speculating. Obviously, this person does not know MJF personally. I mean, I don't know, but I would just assume they don't. Um, and they were like, uh, I feel like MJF was satisfied in AEW for the time being, but then he saw um, how big of a star he got. And he it's similar to what we're talking about, Sasha Banks. He knows his worth. He's friends with Cody. Cody went over there, um, and he wants to fulfill that childhood dream of working for WWE. Uh, so he's going to do whatever it takes, even if, like you said, even if it's it's leaving AEW and leaving his you know unscripted promos behind. He he would do it, and I'm starting to think that there's something there as well. Uh, maybe he's just like I said, he sees what Cody's doing. He's really good friends with Cody. Maybe, I'm sure they talk all the time. And maybe Cody's in his ear saying, like, listen, I think you could work here, too. I've been talking to Vince about you. He's, he's high on you. He likes what he sees. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Right. But I could see there being something there. And like you said, Cody is the main bridge. I would not be shocked. And a lot of people go, oh, MJF's never going there. Bro, never say I'll, never. I, I will not rule out that being a possibility. And listen, the only thing MJF has to change when it comes to his promos is just not curse. I feel like everything else he right. could still keep what he's doing now. 
yeah, don't curse. And, and, you know, some of the things he says about, you know, like, you know, some of the inappropriate things that he says sometimes, like, mm. obviously that would not fly. I'm not even talking about just cursing. I'm just talking about, I don't know, just like some of the shit he says, like, uh, oh, your, mo- your mother swallows or something, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. You know, when, when he says like some, some shit like that, like you can't say that to a WWE crowd. Right. Um, but I don't think he cares, man. I don't, I, really I don't feel think... like he's so creative that he could make it work. Yeah. yeah and then I don't per- think he cares. And you want to talk about like perfect storytelling. What if like, two years from now like he he shows up he debuts and he costs cody a match like what if they, t- like they continue they, the story they continue the story like what if that you talk about storytelling that would be great yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, i mean listen that, that would if that happens that'd be all cody's that idea. would be the way and listen if, they, if we ever lived in the world where mjf goes to the wb that's the way you debut him you have him instantly feud with cody rhodes I, that's what I would do too. It would be like a young guy coming in to face John Cena years ago. Mm-hmm. Cody's like WWE's John Cena of nowadays. Like imagine, so. imagine a fucking covered MJF with like a mask on. Boom! A tax cutter beats the shit out of him, and all of a sudden he pulls his mask off, and it's fucking MJF with that grin. Yo, yeah. the audience will lose their fucking minds. Dude, nothing is going to be more weird than seeing MJF in WWE if it ever happens. I mean, that's just something that. I mean, it's another thing where it's like I gotta see it to believe it, but at the same time, like, dude, we I saw can, Cody. I can see it, yeah. Cody Rhodes, American Nightmare graphics, the same graphics from right. AEW, same tattoo, same the, the, uh, theme song, all that shit. The pre- listen, I want to record saying I think the presentation for Cody Rhodes, like entrance wise, might be a little bit better than AEW's, and I enjoyed AEW's entrance, but like. Man, it just feels big every time Cody Rhodes comes out. The pyro and the this and the that. I was telling this to Iridium from the Rush Friends. I think my biggest, uh, why I'm so obsessed with Cody Rhodes' theme song and like his entrance is like, we, I feel like the audience in AEW, especially like in like his like recent, like his last couple months in AEW, they didn't appreciate Cody, right? Now when Cody comes out, you know, the part where the song goes like, whoa, the whole crowd sings it with him. And then, boom, yeah. the pyro just goes off. It just, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome, man. Apparently, they're going to be selling uh, Cody Rhodes neck tattoos. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Hey, listen, I mean, why not? You know, like I said, you want to market off of everything. That's another thing. MJF comes over. Who's to say Vince is not going to sell Burberry thing, uh, scarves right. or like, you know, again, yeah, it's it's all about the money. It's, it's, it's business at the end of the day. But, um. Yeah, like I said, this MJF stuff is really interesting. I don't think anybody should really be looking too much into it right now because, again, it's it's two years away. Two years, so, yep. Two years things are making. definitely going to get interesting between now and then. All right. Speaking of MJF, let's talk about this double or nothing card, and then we'll wrap up. Yours truly will be there. Ding, 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 ding. Live ding, in ding, Vegas, baby. Ding, double ding, or ding, nothing. Ding, 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 doble. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, let's go through this card real quick. You know they have twelve matches announced, and I like I'm like, wow, this is a pretty, pretty heavy card, bro. Yeah, um, their pay per views. They don't mess around when it comes to their pay per views. Oh, let's talk about these pre show matches first. We got Hookhausen, Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Then Hook and 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 Hook and fucking Danhausen going over, bro. There's no way they're not going to go yeah. over. Is Danhausen even a wrestler? Like he's a gimmick. Like, he's like a, a gimmick. It's like a serious question. Like, can he actually like lock up? Can he do any wrestling moves? He's like the he could. Man. He could wrestle. He does wrestle, but he's more of a yeah. gimmick than a wrestler. I don't know, man. I'm. I'm. I. I was at the Long Island show um, a few weeks ago. Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. when he had his debut match against Tony Nese. Yeah, 
a match. Right. Um, was it and match? he got squashed in like 30 seconds, 10 seconds. I was like, I honestly, I genuinely don't think this guy could could wrestle. That's why they're just going to bury him like this. I, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, him and Hook, obviously, they the crowd loves it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Dan Housen guy. I don't think I ever will be. I do love me some Hook, though. Um, so, you know, I guess this could be fun. Yeah, why not? Jade Cargill defending her TBS championship against Anna Jay. She's going over. There's no way she's dropping. Oh, I didn't even know this is on the pre-show. Yeah, this is on the pre-show as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jade. Jade's obviously going over. They, this is the thing where like Tony Khan's got to he's got to start building up the women's division a tad bit better, where you have somebody who's credible enough to take the belt off of Jade because you're throwing her. And again, no offense to to um, Anna Jay, but I mean, come on, like. Does anybody believe that she's going to win this belt? I mean, I don't think there's anybody on the roster currently that is believable to be Jade Cargill. At this yeah, point. no. Uh, we have this. They, they they instantly threw a fucking monkey wrench on this shit. We've been talking about monkey wrenches throughout the whole show, but like this Scorpio Sky Ethan Page storyline with Sammy G, and so now Frankie Kazarian is cool with Sammy G, but Frankie is a fucking face, and Sammy G. Comes off as a heel, and it seemed like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, more Scorpio Sky than anything, were going to turn face, but then they screwed Frankie Kazarian. Now, it's like, who am I supposed to cheer for? I don't get it. It makes no sense. Um, So, yeah, I was at at the the rampage where Scorpio Sky defended against uh, Frankie Kazarian, and they did the whole angle where it's like, at the end of the the match, uh, you know, Scorpio is trying to help up Frankie, and then Get the page yelling at him, and then looks like they're gonna turn on one another, and then all of a sudden Scorpio hits Frankie with the belt, and I'll, and like the whole crowd was just so confused. Like, like what the like, hell the am I watching? Next to me, the woman next to me too was like, "That makes no sense." And I turned to her, I was like, "I was just thinking the same thing." I'm like, "What is even going on here?" I said, "I watch this program every single week, and I'm like, did I miss something here? Like, Sammy is one of the most hated guys in the company now. Like this, and now Scorpio, when it looked like he was turning face, now he's turning heel again. I, I don't know." To me, it makes no sense. I'd, I would love, to, I'd love to hear Tony Khan's explanation on this. I, I really would because I don't. Know, as do, a viewer, do you think I he's still know. involved in all that stuff, or is it just like the bookers are, are worried about? No, nah, I think Tony's involved. No, I think he gets the final say in everything that happens. Um, okay, so everything's had to run by him. Yeah, but. it makes no sense. But I do see Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Page Van Zant picking up the win, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I think uh, I'm curious to see how that match, yeah. you know, how how it's booked. It's, yeah, it's definitely interesting. All right, uh, we got uh, the the finals for both uh, own Hart uh, tournaments on the men's side. It's it's going to be the winner of Kyle Riley Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. I think we're going to see the final. It's going to be Adam Cole Samoa Joe, and I'm going to go with my guy Adam Cole. I think he picks. He wins the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, me too, uh, for sure. I don't know how he goes over Samoa Joe. To be mm-hmm. completely honest with you, we'll but, probably see uh, some shenanigans. I, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there will be. Um, and I don't. I really can think of anybody better to, to be the first Owen Hart Cup champion. The 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 women's side is a little bit difficult because you could actually make an argument for all four women. So the winner of Tony and Britt and then the winner of Ruby and Chris Statlander are gonna go into the final. You can make an argument for all four women, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ruby Soho. I think she's gonna win the whole thing. Interesting. Um I was thinking Tony Storm. I think it's just a way to, to put her over to make her seem like a big deal. You know, she came in, mm-hmm. she's been dominating. And um, I mean, I guess Tony looks like he's high on her. I mean, I'd be high on her. Why not? Um, I'd like to see her win this whole thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with her. Women's title match. Thunder Rosa defending her championship against Serena Deeb. 
I think this match is going to be awesome, but I, I, it was a head scratcher this past week on Dynamite with Sarita Deep cutting that promo and talking shit to Dustin Rhodes because it's like you kind of watch that promo and it kind of makes you have sympathy for Serena Deeb instead of really going against her. Right, right. I'll be honest, like this feud just ain't doing it for me. Even though the promo that they had on the stage a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, my goodness, was that bad. That was just cringe TV. Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't good at all. Serena Deeb's not really the best promo. I uh, was great in the ring, fantastic. No, no complaints there. Right. But um, as far as her promo work and building up the story, it has not been good. We've seen these two wrestle in the past, so I mean they're gonna kill it. But as far as a women's title match on a big pay per view like Double or Nothing, I don't know. It's, it's not really doing much for me. But Thunder Rosa will go over. I, 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 yeah, I'm going with Thunder Rosa too. I do expect this match to be really, really good though, because they're both great workers. Tag Team Championship, Jurassic Express. Yes, they're still the tag team champions. If you <laughs> forgot, against oh. Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Keith Lee and Sh Shane Strickland. I don't want to be that guy, okay? I don't want to be that guy because I like all the performers, but I'm really hoping that Jurassic Express drops these titles. Um, I'm cool with either team, whether it's Team Taz or Keith Lee and Shane Strickland. I would lean a little bit more towards Team Taz because they're a little bit more established as a unit than Shane Strickland and Keith Lee, but I kind of want – I think it's time to for Jurassic Express to uh, drop those titles. Yeah, well, I saw a tweet, um, I think, earlier earlier today. It said, like, after Double or Nothing, the TNT title and the tag titles need uh, just a reset. Yeah. And I could not agree more because these, I mean, everybody's talked about ad nauseum how great the AEW tag team division is, right? Mm -hmm. But yet here at Double or Nothing, we're getting a tag team title, triple threat, like we just got at the last page. Yeah, at Revolution, okay? yep. And it's, and it's between three teams, and only one team is a legit tag team. Yep. The other teams are two guys thrown together, typical WWE style. I don't understand it. I understand that Kyle O'Reilly is still in this tournament. I saw, you know, um, Red Dragon kind of pushed it aside. FTR, I, I mean, I know they're doing their thing with the Ring of Honor belts, but at the same time, how are they not involved somehow in this? They're not even on the card as of right now. Right. right. I mean, how, how great of a year have they been having? And they're not on the pay-per-view card? That makes no sense to me. I, I, I thought, I honestly thought that they were going to defend, like, the Ring of Honor tag titles. And do something. Or something. That's what uh, I thought. Yeah, just to get them on I, the I, I honestly thought, especially with some of the teases we got in the past couple of weeks, I thought the direction we were going to go with was FTR versus Red Dragon. Yeah. That's, the thought. That's what match. I thought. That's what I thought. Well, when, yeah. when AW first started, they said they were going to look at the rankings and everything. But if we look at that, FTR are the number one contenders for that tag team yeah. championship. Yeah. <laughs> listen, this company ain't perfect. I mean, no, it's listen, not. We it's exciting. About, it's exciting. Right. But we talk about a We praise AEW on a weekly basis here on this show. But this is a time where I'm going to start complaining a little bit because it's just, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. This tag title match, while I'm sure it'll be great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I'm glad to see Keith Lee and, and Swerve on the pay-per-view card. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's its just a weird match. I think, I agree with you 100%. I think Jurassic Express should drop these belts. But I don't know if it should be to one of these teams because they're not a legit tag team. Right. But I think they will. I, I think Keith Lee and Swerve have, a, have the best shot of winning this. Okay. Because if you, I, I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's all weird to me. Like I said, the tag team division needs a, a huge reset. Right. They do. They definitely do. House of Black. Versus Death Triangle, Ray Phoenix is back. 
I think this match is gonna be great. Listen, we we saw a version of this at AW Revolution with Eric Redbeard. Now we're actually gonna get Ray Phoenix part of this match. I think this match is gonna be good. I'm going to go with Death Triangle on this one, even though I could also make the argument for House of Black. You know what? I'm going with Death Triangle, but if House of Black wins, I'll, I'll be happy too because I, I like all six guys. I'm a big fan of all six guys. Yeah, yeah, I think House of Black needs to win. This is just another match. It's like, yeah, it's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like we've seen so many different variations of this right. match before. And it's like, my goodness, House of Black, it seems like Tony Khan has no clue. And, and it's weird to say because Tony seems like he knows how to book uh, almost everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's done a great job of booking this company and all the, you know, different champions and whatnot. But it seems like he has no clue what the direction of the House of Black is, is supposed to be. I mean, for God's sake, how many times are they going to face Fuego del Sol? In a, in, that, in a match with that, a bunch of randos. Like, what's the end goal? And that here? goes like, back to what we've been saying for God knows how long already. Their roster is too packed. Too and big. right. And we don't, st and we still don't know what the future of Ring of Honor is because there's no announcements on that. When they first bought Ring of Honor, we we're like, okay, now we get why there's like, so, there's so many people in this roster. We're going to get two different brands. We still don't know what Ring of Honor really is. We see right. these AEW contracted talent hold these Ring of Honor titles. Yeah, and and listen, I would even be fine if we had Brody King and uh, Buddy Matthews being a tag team, just the two of them, and going off the, doing their own separate thing, and you have Malachi Black just being a single star, and I don't know, going for a TNT title or something like that, like right, like right what? Away, but still, but you still keep right. the group together. You just don't need, you just don't need the same thing with Blackpool Combat Club. You don't need to have these trios matches. Every single week, every single time you see Malachi, it's got to be in a trios match. Can we get a Malachi one-on-one -on -one <laughs> match? I, I mean, I, I like Malachi by himself. I yeah. love the group, but, like, where is it going? Right. What, why do we need to see right. these trios matches week after week, especially since we don't have trios belts, and I've been hearing, oh, we're going to get them, or Tony Khan has them made up. Well, then where the hell are they? Right. Why don't you just debut them at this point? Why can't this match be for those belts? It would make it more oh, interesting. I can't wait until the fucking see the tournament brackets for the six-man championship. Belt. Oh, my God. I know there, yeah. there's gonna be so many different variations. I'm like, oh, we're gonna the 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 the, the undisputed elite. They're they're gonna have the free bird rule when it comes to them winning the the championships. It's just gonna be su such a mess. It, I, yeah, I know it really is. Uh, like I said, we'll see we'll see how that goes when when the time comes. But um, I'm gonna go House of Black here. I think the match is gonna be great. But like I said, I just don't like the direction that the House of Black has had ever since they they've become uh, a trio. It's just I mean. The same shit every 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 time they're on the screen. The last two years for Double or Nothing, there's been a match that has been, you know, has been tied with Double or Nothing, and that's Stadium Stampede, okay? Now, granted, when they announced Double or Nothing this year and when things started opening back up, I'm like, there's no way we're going to get a Stadium Stampede this year. There's no way. It just, I'm sure AEW could do it if they really, really wanted to, but there's no way they're going to do it in Vegas. There's no way, right? No, I mean, how, how would that even work? Right, there's yeah. no way. There's no way. But we are going to get a match, five on five, the, the new inner circle, because I feel like Edge Appreciation Society sounds better for, for that. Uh, Jericho and his posse versus uh, the combination of ba uh, Blackpool Combat Club and uh, Ortiz, Santana, and Eddie Kingston, formerly known as LEX, okay? And uh, Anarchy in an Arena match, which is pretty much going to be like a street fight God only knows what else we're going to see. I, I think this match is going to be awesome. I'm sure we're going to see like a lot of fucking spots and shenanigans and all this other good shit, but 
I think a lot of people were under, under the impression that we were going to get a blood and guts match, and I just didn't see that happening. Definitely, yeah, definitely not a double or nothing. I feel like blood, blood and guts would be its own it's separate thing, entity. Own, yeah, which I mean, hey, who's to say we still can't get that? I think it's some sort of variation we're going to get the Jericho, uh, the Jericho Club um, against some team in the blood and guts match. I'm sure they're going to do it maybe this summer. Um, but listen, I think this, like, like you just said, I think this match is going to be insane. I mean, just look at the match we got at Revolution. That right. uh, tornado, what was it, that tornado tag match or whatever? Things I mean, fucking I mean, jumping match, off of fucking platforms and shit. Sammy Guevara doing the yeah. Spanish fly. Sting jumping off of, like, barricades. I mean, like, like uh, dude, this is going to be insane. So uh, they're going to fight all over the arena. Like you said, God only knows what, what the hell is going to happen here. So, uh, yeah, this should be a lot of fun. I, I think... I think the Jericho Appreciation Society needs the that, win. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with Jericho yeah. Appreciation Society. As um, well. I could see it going either way, but I'm going to go with the Jericho Appreciation Society because, like I said, they, they, they need it more. The Hardys, Matt and Jeff, versus the Young Bucks at Double or Nothing. They, they announced it this past week. I think this match is going to be killer, but I'm going with the Bucks, bro. I'm going with the Young Bucks. I'm going with the Hardys, man. Okay. Um, yeah, listen, I'm I'm jealous, man. You'll you'll be there for this match. I I was I in 2017. That was my first like time I traveled to WrestleMania weekend, and I got the WrestleMania oh. travel package. So I like with the travel package, you get the tickets to all the WWE events, and I went to the NXT Takeover show instead of going to the Ring of Honor Supercard show with the Hardys and the Young Bucks. The ladder match. Ladder match. And I kind of regret that decision. I really wish that I ended up going to the Ring of Honor show instead of NXT because the NXT show really wasn't that great that night, in my opinion. I missed out there. Then I had tickets to uh, the Ring of Honor show at the Hammerstein. I couldn't go. I forget what the reasoning was. I had given the tickets to my brother and my uh, my other friend, and that was when the Hardys did that sneak attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they showed up and they had that impromptu match. Yeah, I was there. Me and, and Leo were there. So that's, yeah. why, so that's why you killed Ring of Honor because the two times that you were supposed to be there, you didn't go. That's that's it. Sorry. I mean, it was meant to be. Was, I don't know. I just can't get lucky. There you go. It all it all comes back. It all go. It all comes back. There you go. Aren't you glad I brought that back up? It's in the history books. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, point being is where I was going with this was that I always wanted to see the Bucks and the Hardys live, and uh, just every single time it just has not worked out. So I'm very jealous you get to see this match live. It's going to be great. I don't think it's going to be the last time they face each other, but it's kind of cool how they face each other in, in like, so many different, like, uh, well, I mean, only two companies, I guess, at this point. But uh, the fact that they're going to do it now in AEW again, it's 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 going to be pretty cool. Dude, um, the the pop in that building when we were there in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Insane. Dude, I can and I'm a soccer guy, and I've been to, I've been to soccer games where shit is crazy. You can't compare it to the pop in that building. Yeah, Insane. Yeah, so I've heard. Insane. That was fucking crazy. MJF versus Warlow. If Warlow wins, we riot. He, oh, <laughs> uh, we get uh, all his like restrictions let go. He gets free from his contract, and he'll be, I guess, like a permanent quote unquote AEW talent. Man, listen, people are behind Warlow except Long Island. One thousand percent, man. With Long the Island Goldberg, doesn't count. With the Goldberg adjacent entrance, like, yo, people are they? They got a star in Warlow, man. Uh. I'm going with Warlow. I think Warlow picks up the win and he gets restricted from his contract, but I feel like at somewhere down the line we're going to revisit this feud. I'm going with Warlow too because it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. But man, I just can't. I just don't think MJF should keep losing on pay per view like 
this, you know? I, that I do agree with. If, eventually, if you're going to make him a next world champion, maybe not at this point, um, but if you're going to eventually give him the world title, I mean, my God, he's lost a lot, you know? And I, he's going to lose again now here. It only makes sense because Wardlow is going to have to be break free, but, oh, man, I don't know. I just... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I would have MJF go over. I'll be completely honest with you. Gets more heat on him. And it kind of keeps the story going if they want to continue the story a little bit. Um, but I think just the safe bet is Wardlow. Yeah, you know, in a perfect world, and we're going to talk about this next match, uh, Hangman Page and CM Punk. You know, CM Punk wins the world title, and then CM Punk drops the world title at All Out to MJF. Yeah, Do you... I don't think that's out of the question. Dude. Chicago will lose their fucking minds. Yeah, bro. There might be like... And I'll be all about it, baby. Hell yeah. It'll be like Matt Cardona winning the GCW title. Yo, Chicago will lose their fucking minds. But that's the type of heat you want, bro. That's what you want. Like, you remember when we went to Full Gear in Baltimore? Okay? You remember when they threw... Whether it was a plant or not, it doesn't matter. But the visual of, like, MJF getting that drink thrown in his face. Like, that type of environment. Like I love shit like that. That's oh, me I, too. I, I love seeing shit like that. Like like you like you said, plant or not, it just adds to the moment. Yes, it and, adds to the moment. Yeah. Yep. Imagine, you know, and we'll, we'll we might as well talk about it now. Hangman Page and CM Punk. I, I see. There's no way Hangman Page is going over. Listen, I love Hangman yeah. Page. I think he's had great matches as a world champion, but unfortunately, him being a world champion. He doesn't feel like he's the most important person on the show. And that, you know, that, that, that doesn't sit right. And it's not that he's doing anything wrong. It's not because he's performing at an amazing level. Listen, a lot of his matches this year alone are probably matches that we're going to talk about at the end of the year. I'm sure this match between him and Punk is going to be a great match. He's been, yeah. when it comes to uh, in ring level, he's been a great champion. But when it comes to presentation, not on him, it just doesn't seem that way. Yeah, yeah, no, and you've mentioned it on the show, and you know, I, I feel like he's had a good run. He's had killer matches. Yes, absolutely. You, you can make the case like I, I don't. I'm not gonna say he's been the best world champion out of all the world champions we've had already, but I'm gonna say like I can go on record and saying like he's probably had some of the best yes, matches one thousand percent has had um, so far. And I kind of just it sucks because I love Hangman. And I know a lot of people do too. I just feel like he's at the wrong place at the wrong time. Wrong time. Because how much longer are you going to hold off on CM Punk winning not, the world Not title? one of these. Not one of these. If you actually think, if you actually think no. I was just the right guy no. at the right place no, no, no. at the wrong, at the right time. Try it again. One more time. Let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. Totally missed it. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right gay guy. Right, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> not not Absolutely not nice. not 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 one of those but no. yeah i think it was just poor timing it, it just yeah. listen if kenny omega if kenny omega was was 100 and not hurt wrestling for all these months hurt right maybe it would have been the right call for him to go over hangman in some weird way maybe that was the call and then you continue telling the story going into revolution where then ultimately hangman gets his redemption because you know leading to leading to full gear we were having the conversation on like listen if it would if it would have been all out hangman goes over but now 
the way they're telling the story, it doesn't necessarily seem like it's the right call for Hamman to go over. No, no. This is CM Punk's time. There's just, like you said, there's just no way. Uh, I, there's no way he doesn't win this belt. And then, like you said, whether he holds it for you know the next six months or he only holds it up until All Out, which is the next pay-per-view after this, but not counting Forbidden Door. Um, yeah, I mean, whether he drops it then, it doesn't matter, but I think it's time to put the belt on CM Punk. What else are you going to possibly do at this point right. with Punk if you're not going to make him a world champion or have him featured in the main event scene? And I think this opens up the door, see what I did there, mm-hmm. for CM Punk and Kazuchika Okada to go one-on-one at the Forbidden Door uh, show, and they're both world champions of their respective companies. So, and God, I don't even, we could sit here for like the whole two-hour show and, and talk about how you book that match and who goes over in there. But I just think it makes sense to be champion versus champion there. And uh, like I said, it's it's time. It's gonna be an awesome moment to see CM Punk becoming world champ. Uh man, it's wrestling, brother. So, what, wrestling. So, what do you guys think of what Bischoff said? That as far as return on investment, he's a clown. He's a clown. Listen, no, I listen. I like no Bischoff, player. but I completely disagree with everything he's yeah. saying. He's looking at it from a quote unquote rating standpoint because that's what he lived back in the nineties. It's a different time. No, now. but ratings listen, were totally different. He's also he's also Sad saying ball. like Impact Wrestling doesn't even fucking matter. But yet again, Impact Wrestling is putting out some of the best weekly product as it is. He's saying he's stating that Impact Wrestling doesn't matter, and I completely disagree with him. So, listen, I like Bischoff. And, but I just don't agree with nothing he has to say about this. It, okay. It's just yeah, he's just it's just another example of a, of an old guy who's way out of touch with the business and should not have an opinion on the business mm-hmm. nowadays because it's just changed. And again, it's not how it used to be. It won't go back to that. No, it won't. The business is thriving right now, and like I said, it's he can have his opinions, sure, but he just looks like a clown because, I mean, a financial flop, CM Punk, really I mean, fucking. His shirt, uh, he broke pro wrestling tees. Like, he broke the yeah. website. and they, they, they sold out the United Center, and they and nobody was certain that he was going right. to be there in the first place. Like, they they fucking sold out all the tickets for the United Center for Forbidden Door, and they had to open the ones that weren't on sale to just bring more people in because of demand. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely I don't even think we. It's, I don't even think it's worth talking no, about. It's not, it's how, not worth no, it's not. No, no, no. I just, I just brought it no, up I, no, because I of the money I'm, thing. That yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not even. I'm not saying it because you know, oh, like you shouldn't have brought it up. I'm just saying like it's ridiculous to sit here and debate it because everybody knows like he's a fool for even saying that. Yeah, like yeah. I don't think there's one person that can agree with him unless you're. Like, I do like, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll tie, and I'll tie this up with, with, when it comes to that. Conrad did counter him and say like, you know what, you sound like you sound like Dave Meltzer because he says like. Back when WCW were like doing all these things back in the nineties or whatever, Dave Meltzer had his questions about WCW how they were doing business. Yet they were selling out and the NWO stuff and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. So, and then Bischoff got really pissed off because of that because Conrad called the Meltzer. But yeah, it, it, I just you know just to tie a bow on it, I don't I don't agree with Bischoff. I, I like Bischoff. I'm I'm a fan of his, but I just don't agree with a lot of his takes. Like it's just You it, think he, sometimes he sounds, re- he sounds ridiculous. You think sometimes in wrestling these guys like Russo and him have these crazy fucking takes just for people to talk about them? I mean it could be, but I think sometimes they believe their actual their actual own shit. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Cornette. Yeah, I think they do as look well. I think, they, I think they, they look at themselves as if like, well, we've been around long right. enough so we know more than anybody else. So you Right. Know. Things yeah, so things the progress, horse. things evolve and we can't compare what wrestling was back in the 90s 
compared to what wrestling is now. It's you, two different you, can, times. you can never compare the ratings because back in the 90s, the phone was just for you to call people. Today, the ratings have totally changed. You have to add all the sales. You have to add all the online stuff. You have people in the UK that a shirt drops today and they have it tomorrow. So, again, Bischoff. Yeah. All right, that's it. I think we covered everything, bro. Ryan, give me your plugs in. All right, uh, Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. It's been pretty quiet. I know, I understand. Life's been busy. I'm going to try and get back to tweeting regularly because there's a lot of things happening and there's going to be a lot continuing to, to happen as these next weeks and months go on. A lot, a lot of uh, interesting stuff. And, yeah, so if you're not following on there, I don't know what you've been up to, but uh, give it a follow. Leo. LosRadio.com. If you know anybody in the northern New Jersey area that wants to do a show or has a show or needs some social media managing or anything like that, give us a call. Or you could just follow us, LosRadio.com, and download the app. So this famous philosopher named R. Double Ryan Radar once said to me, I killed him. Once said to me, about next week. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> about next week there will be no show okay <laughs> i will be in vegas enjoying my time trying to get a tan i'm listen the only two wrestling things that i'm doing i'm not even doing the fan fest i'm doing none of that okay i'm trying to explore vegas i'm trying to get a tan i'm trying to get rid of this trucker tan enjoy some sun be poolside have a couple cocktails explore vegas the only two wrestling things i am doing is of course going to double or nothing which is sunday and then I'm attending the GCW show Saturday night. Okay? That's the only two wrestling things I'm doing related. If somehow you end up seeing me in Vegas, do not be a peckerhead. You can say what's up, whatever, but please don't be a peckerhead. Pecker. All right? Don't be a peckerhead. Just say what's up. Just have a cool conversation. If you want to say hello, that is it. But, yeah, there will be no show next week. We will come back, hopefully, as a unit in two weeks. And then from there, I can't speak ahead. I don't know what's going to happen after that. But, <laughs> all right, two weeks. We'll, we'll be back. But we brought you a show Today, at least we did that, right? Yeah, we did that. Okay, yeah, we're exactly. back as a unit. We're not broken up. Don't believe the no. rumor mill. And that we, beer, that beer is awesome, by the way. Yes, the lager, the Stone Cold Lager, is fucking amazing. If you haven't tried it, grab one. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure to down subscribe to the podcast version of the show. Oh, I told that's you moving the beer. I'm like, what the hell? I see something on the corner of your camera just moving. <laughs> I'm sorry. I too sound like won't be fancy. Apple Podcast, Tuna, I'm Hesco. I have LowShare.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Wherever you get your podcast needs, and that is it. I'm like, what the hell is moving on your side of the screen? I'm thinking it's one of the kids and shit. I had to, I had to bring it back to when Ryan told me uh, about next week. That <laughs> dot, so, dot, that, dot. That, that, that popped me. <laughs> about next week. Yeah, man. Listen, That's we come back day. as a unit. Listen, the first show of May. Well, we can't. We're not coming back next week, okay? I, I gotta, I gotta enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You need, you need to enjoy yourself. Be in Vegas. Have a great freaking time. I'm sure, you know. We'll follow along on Instagram if you idiots have not followed yet. Hector heads. Mario does a great job every time he attends the shows. It feels like you're there. You're like, so you can. I can live through you. Just by following. You me. remember um, when you couldn't make it to the Moxley engage match? Yeah. You remember the videos I posted, and I was yelling at Moxley, saying he was a great guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. We uh, we got a chuckle out of that. Me, Brian, Joe, great <laughs> guy. Oh man, yeah, dude. Yeah, and you know what's crazy too? The final weekend after Thank Double you. or Nothing is Tournament Survival Weekend in yeah, AC. You and going to that? 
Ah, probably not, dude. No. Yeah, probably not. It's Listen, I, I want to go, okay, because they're doing that Saturday, then Sunday's Cage of Survival, but it's coming back from Vegas. I, there's no way I'm going to be out there for the whole weekend. There's no way. Yeah. I can't yeah, do it, It's tough, bro. man. There's too, much, there's too much happening. We got bills Don't be like shit. me. Don't be like me. You know, I'm trying to calm down. I can't do everything. And then you got Forbidden Door happening in June? What? Yeah, yeah exactly. No. All right, for the old man, Leo. Yeah. Who would not be going? For our double Ryan Radar. I'm your truly Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep it Radar. And stay tuned. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.